Hey there, audience. It's May 21st, 3089. Catch it. This is the Machination Log. We are T plus two weeks into season two. Corey, how's it going? What year is it again? I don't remember. <laughs> I think 3089 is that stupid video game Jacob plays. I think they have a sequel. It looks really bad. It doesn't look like the future at all. Well, let's not play that game and let's come back to this year. I think it's 2017 right now. Uh, that'll have to do. The year of our Lord. Corey, what the hell are we going to do this year? Well, this year, we've only got a couple months left this year. I mean, we've already gotten to, what, what month is it? I think it's May. Sure. Yeah. So what are we going to do for the rest of the year? I don't know, but I know what we're going to do for the rest of the week. What's the week? Well, you and I just, a couple minutes ago, we had our discussion about what we put on the board out in the main room of the house. Um, you have about 66 hours worth of objectives to hit during the week. I do. And I have some objectives of, as well. Um, in some sense, less ambitious because I only have 20 hours that I want to put toward my primary goal this week. That's incredibly unfair, but go on. Yeah. So my main goal for this week is to work on Project Biscuit. Good name. And I, thank you. And I want to work on this for at least 20 hours. And, you know, I had a similar goal last week, which was to work on this project for 12 hours. And I failed to hit it. I only did nine. And this why? week, why? Why couldn't you get enough hours into this? Why could you not stuff enough progress into this one goal? Um, well, I could have, but I came up with a couple of excuses about why I shouldn't. And also because I didn't have any consequences. You know, I just hit the, I, I hit the nine hours and I was like, oh, that's, that's enough. I, I don't need to continue on this Friday to, uh, to do the rest of the hours of this goal. So I just kind of let myself off the hook. In other words, I, I pretended to forget about the goal near the end of Friday, even though I could have taken it home that day. Um, so to avoid that this week, I have some consequences. Oh. Yes. So as I showed you a couple minutes before we started talking here, I brought out my new pound of tea. It's the finest tea in this house. That's almost certainly true since you bought all of it. You would know. The finest tea in this house. Uh, it's about $50 worth of tea. It's 75 teapots worth of tea. That's a lot. It's Phoenix Mountain Oolong. It came from the Phoenix Mountain, which is a non-fictional place. I don't let, know that I believe that, but let, go on. No, let me assure you, it's non-fictional. Anyway, 75 teapots worth of this tea is going to get lit on fire if I don't hit my goal of 20 hours on Project Biscuit this week. Have you been inspired by these kinds of failure consequences in the past? Because I find that these kinds of punishments uh, breed a, not nihilism's the wrong word, sadomasochism in me, um, where I essentially resign myself to the loss. Do you not suffer from that? I don't suffer from that. Okay, it, 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 that's probably it a better does way drive to live. Me. It does okay. drive me. The, con the fear of the consequences about it, and then seeing that fire and smelling the smoke in the case of that $10 that got lit on fire a long time ago, Sorry about that, by the way. That's okay. Um, and actually, I think that smelling that smoke gave me the motivation to not want to do that kind of thing again. Um, so in other words, I think that losing that $10 actually benefited me more than that $10 loss. Um, what kind in of short, ROI In short, talking? that was a net positive. I don't know exactly what the ROI on that one was going to be, but 
I think that's a net positive. Oh, by the way, um, we've got we've got twenty dollars worth of two dollar bills that we need to light on fire as well. Is that true? Yeah, I I looked I looked and reminded myself today that that I'm still behind on lighting lighting some cash on fire. That sounds uh, I, that's technically actually illegal, so we should probably scrub that from the podcast. But uh, mm, yeah, but uh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Because no one listens to this. Anyway. <laughs> we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, about that. Um, so you don't like light? What? How, okay, never mind. I'm going to back this up and ask a much more important question. Sure. Uh, Corey, yesterday, on your behalf, because you're one of the responsible human beings who apparently constitute less than half of all households that doesn't have uh, Amazon Prime. Um, <laughs> and you were quite interested in a boat. What was the name of that boat? That was the Intex K2 two-person kayak with removable seats. In what color? Yellow. Yeah. And um, so it was 70 bucks, which is a steal for a boat of its kind. Yes. And uh, Marked was- down from ori- an original price when put on my Amazon wish list about a year ago of 140 yeah, that's quite a savings. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the savings were not available to you because you're not one of the uh, elites. One of the elites. I looked, I pulled this kayak up. I, I, I searched on Amazon for this kayak and I logged into my account. I tried to put it into my cart and instead of a add to cart button, it had a join prime button. And it said next to it, this item is ex- exclusively reserved for Amazon Prime members. How does that glass ceiling feel? Well, it felt it felt a little bit bad at first, but then I remembered, oh, David has Amazon Prime. He's one of the elites. That's correct. I can talk to him about this. And uh, he met with me in my uh, penthouse on the other side of the river <laughs> uh, with a stack of $2 bills, roughly 35 if you counted them correctly i didn't count them well exactly 35 and i counted them twice okay one of the bills almost stuck to the other one but i got it um but yeah i asked you before before doing this hey david if i give you the cash will you buy this for me and you said yes don't bury the lead on this you gave me 35 two dollar bills that you had readily available i gave you the cash for the purpose (laughs) for any purpose so how many $2 bills do you have? The other day I went to the bank and got 100 $2 That's bills. That's too many. That's too <laughs> many $2 bills. That's not, you can't put those in vending machines. Not that you ever would anyway. That's but, right. But they're just not, just, it's a dead currency. David, man. look, $2 That's, bills are better than $1 bills. $1 bills are sometimes necessary, by the way, but they're unnecessary if you have $2 bills. But... $2 bills are twice as much as $1 bills. So if you're going to carry around $1 bills, stop. Just carry the twos. Um, you're squinting right now. You're grimacing I, right I now. I don't... I, I, can't, I can't endorse this. <laughs> I accepted them as legal tender of the United States, but only begrudgingly. <laughs> I just... I, did, you, did you extract any other money when you did this, or did you just get $2 bills? I went to the bank to, to deposit the money that I had taken out for the motorcycle purchase. But while I was there, I was like, oh, yeah, how about I get some twos? And I asked them, I'll take as many, as many twos as you have. And they're like, you want to take all of this in twos, all this cash back, this $200 that I'm asking for? I'm like, yeah, you have it. I wasn't expecting them to have it. They said, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, give it all to me in twos, please. And now I have a significant fraction of those twos. 
Congrats. I'm going to find a bank who will take them because I'm not holding on to them. <laughs> well, that's your loss. Uh, well, I, hopefully I won't lose them. Hopefully that'll end up being 70 bucks somewhere else that I can spend on. But what I'm saying is that your loss is you're not going to have the the fun and the whimsy of spending those twos. Well, as Marie Kondo would say, um, I would thank them for their service and get them the hell out of my life where they don't belong. So they don't spark joy for you. That's correct. Okay. Okay. Well, we, we can we can agree to disagree about the efficacy of two dollar bills. We're, we're gonna have to. Okay. Because we're at an impasse on this. Sure. Um, but more importantly. I don't know where I was going with that, so it may not have actually been any more important. So, segue, we're talking about uh, this week. Yeah. Uh, this week went fine. Did it go fine for you, aside from the one lapse regarding uh, Project Biscuit? It wasn't called Project Biscuit at the time. Uh, w- yeah, that's correct, but we can call it, we can retrospectively name it here. So, yeah, for the week that's dead and buried, it, it went pretty well. Um, you know, as all weeks, it could have gone better, and especially... Uh, the main goal of Project Biscuit, re- now retrospectively named that, um, I could have spent more hours on it. But the good thing about that was I discovered, I just started working on this project at the beginning of last week, sort of as a pilot. And I answered the question about whether it was worth it to work on um, in the affirmative. I'm happy, I'm happy to say I'm glad to be working on this project and I want to keep working on it for now. Is it clandestine enough for you to not describe it? Um, for the moment, yeah. I don't want to go any further than just naming it Biscuit. Fair. Uh, last week, as I suggested, I read Brave New World, which I didn't like at all. I think Huxley is a really stale writer. And um, that the prescience that his book was given is kind of unfair because uh, the entire book is supposed to be set up on the premise that a totalitarian, a totalitarian government would end up leading into this life of complacency and technological prosperity for all at the cost of all spirituality. And um, I think Orwell got that part more right, but that's neither here nor there. We'll discuss that at a future date because other people have read that book. Uh, The other one is Spinoza's Ethics. And uh, Spinoza's Ethics is by a guy that I... I sort of just tacitly assumed was a good writer Mm -hmm. um, because he was a very highly revered philosopher and uh that's not true he's a terrible writer (laughs) um i don't know that i'll read anything else he's ever written after that unless i get some very compelling evidence that he didn't always write the way that he does he signed he combines the completely needless mathematical rigor of proofs in philosophical terms with this assuredness in his latin use of phrases like qed and Etc. Um, and when used together, these two are uh, toxic as hell. <laughs> um, if you ever need to win an argument, uh, just say something uh, that seems largely unrelated to what you were saying before. Have it reference something you've said previously so that someone would have to back reference, which they will not do. And then right. at the end, say, etc. QED, Ooh. which reference, which effectively means and other things that prove my point. Mm hmm. It's really an ingenious strategy, um, but it makes for fucking awful writing. I, you know, this is a strategy that I think we should all adopt. I agree. Um, it will plant us firmly in the 17th century, back when America was great, presumably. 
uh, or wherever he was, <laughs> Germany. Oh, wait a second. Did you make it all the way through this book? It sounds like I wouldn't have made it if I were discovering that. No, I made it through parts one through three of five and then shut yeah, it down. I because stop. Yeah, because Alicia, Alicia, who recommended it in the first place, um, only wanted to talk about part three. So I read that okay. part and we'll probably do it. We might. I, do, I have not talked to her enough to coordinate a podcast on that, but maybe that'll happen. Um, and then for this week, uh, the two books are Homage to Catalonia, which is a George Orwell account of conditions in Spain while he was alive. That's as much as I know about it. I think it's surrounding either the Spanish Civil War or the lead up to fascism or something. I don't actually know enough about this book to describe it. And the other one is No Country for Old Men, the book. All right. By Cormac McCarthy, which I've been told by Ryan is quite good. And you did a movie crew review on the movie version of this. We did. It was a fantastic movie. Mm -hmm. It remains one of my absolute favorites. It's pretty good. So it'd be nice if the book could live up to that. I don't expect it to, but it'd be a pleasant surprise if it's at least okay. How do you make your reading lists? Completely randomly. Okay. Um, whenever a book, whenever someone recommends a book or I see a book referenced more than a couple times, I write it down on a list and that list is very, very long right now yeah. and I need to whittle it down. All right. Which is why I'm doing this. Understood. Because um, I don't honestly feel... I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I feel relatively well-informed on most subjects, but I don't feel well-read, and that's not a place I want to be. Mm -hmm. I would rather have read, and um, I need to get on that. So this is the way I'm going to do it. Time to go. And the other things I'm doing during the week are not important because I haven't done them yet, so I'm not going to talk about them. <laughs> that's fair enough. You're a man of action. And not words. That's actually not true at all. But um, it's just the way it's going to be. <laughs> all so, right. <laughs> yeah. um, regardless, I don't have any other specific agenda. I I want these podcasts. I keep I keep promising myself that I'm going to turn these weekly podcasts into a thing. Um, and that clearly is not true. So I'm going to stop lying about that and go to a format where each one of these podcasts is directed and deliberate, uh, which is a format it used to have back in its olden days, yeah. back in the halcyon days of 2000, whenever I started this. Let's call it 05. Okay. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Almost certainly. It's in the middle of high school. Um, what kinds of topics do you have in mind? I don't know exactly, but when they occur to me... The first people will know who will know will be me and then whoever's on the podcast and then the dear listeners at home. All right. So, um, but yeah, expect more of this bullshit in the future is what I'm saying. I will. Get hype. Perfect. Is there anything else you want to cover, Corey? Uh, you know, that wraps it up for today. That's right. It does. Shut this shit down. Thanks, everyone, for being part of the Machination Log. You did not make this happen, but feel free to take credit for it the way we all do. Thanks, everybody. Good morning.